This is You're So Young, the podcast. This week, we continue the sibling special. My sister Vana and Tori's brother Steve joins us as they weigh in and share their explicit thoughts. What it's really like to have a sibling with a life-term illness. And I went back to my gynecologist and I told her, hey, I think it triggered it. Her response was, shit. And she left the room. That's what she, wow. You know what's so crazy is like when I was in college, um, I was just like having really bad like issues with like, you know, whatever. So I went to the gyno and I was just like, hey, like I'm in a little bit of pain. And she gave me birth control and I wasn't sexually active, but I still, she still was like, you should take the birth control for your, for your, um, like your symptoms or whatever. And I took it for one day and it made me feel Insane. like so not like myself. I was like, what the fuck? And, like, I was like, I will literally ride out whatever cramps I have. I'm, like, not taking this because it, it was, like, so by the time I'm, like, take, you know, I think most girls start taking both birth control, like, I don't know, what, like, 18, 18, I don't know. 15, 16. 15, yeah. I, my first time having it, I'm, like, 19, so I think I'm, like, more just, like, in tune with, like, changes that are happening, and I took it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so crazy, like, I don't I don't want to feel like this ever again. And it, it changed me and it took me, I took it for one day and it took me like two weeks to get back to normal. Yeah. Like I was on a different one, so. not that one, but I was on a different one. And I remember saying to my dad, I was like, I literally feel clinically insane. I'd be so angry right before that time of the month. I'd be so depressed afterwards. I was just like on this roller coaster and I was like, I literally feel like I'm insane. And then I was like, I think it's this. And I went off of it and two weeks later I felt totally normal. Um, or whatever my version of normal is. Um, but, but that's the thing. But Steve, you're right. Like you are a guinea pig though. That's the thing. It's, it's, and that I always would say that like, I'm tired of being a guinea pig. Like I just started a third medication on Monday. And at this point it's like, I'm so desperate for pain relief. I don't care honestly what it takes at this point. Like, because I can't function it took me five hours on Sunday just to get my body somewhat functional. Five hours. And, um, yeah, and then there's no way that I'm injecting myself with this new medication. Like, it, it's a bigger needle than the one that I used for my methotrexate. And that's a tiny, 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 tiny little needle. And I was like, mm-mm, I'm coming here every time. And you guys are going to do it up because I, I have anxiety now with, like, needles especially with all the blood work I've had to get. And it just sucks. Yeah, you're a huge reason, uh, don't take this in a bad way, that I'm definitely not going to pursue this. There's no shot that I ever, I, I don't even want to risk that. And but for the record, I'm. it's not like I'm anti-medical, anti-doctor, but this is where I think culturally, I think a lot of people in uh, America are probably like, poo-poo, you're like, ooh, you're herbal medicine. But like fix your no. life and fix your habits and, and try and be a little more natural before you inject yourself with something chemically created. 
because you might end up with something like you have victoria where your body reacted to something that isn't that is man-made is not natural maybe the chemicals are natural to some capacity but your body wouldn't create oh, it naturally I... now your body's bugged yeah. out yeah, there's two meds that I was on that made me actually feel worse. And the, and the shittier part, too, is especially with, like, insurance companies, is that, it's like, the medication I'm on now, they wanted to see you try XYZ medications first, and that wasn't working before the... <laughs> Prerequisites? Wow, yeah, right? That's crazy. Hey, you want to get in, you want to get into our pill college? Make sure you get a 3.8 <laughs> in your high school freaking pills. Stupid. Uh, yeah. But I think that's... The- thing about like the entire podcast is just like the fact that there are these like frustrations and like there's so many different like stages you could be at from like dealing with it and like understanding what your problem has been and how to like regulate it to like going to multiple doctors trying to figure out what's going on and like researching and I think all that frustration is it's nice to like have a place to like vent that frustration and also help others feel like they're not alone because I can see how this would be something that you know especially like an emotionally strong person I think you try to be like independent and not burden anybody with what's going on and that's a big reason to look why you're into masking things is because you like don't want anybody to know that there's like something off so I think like for people who are like struggling with like even trying to like or if they're in that denial stage you know where they're not sure you know this could be like really helpful for people to like understand a little bit more and just also just have a community like a lot of people like i shared like your first episode and just from that like i got so many people like oh my god this is so awesome and it's like people i've been friends with for so long and i had no idea that they had any sort of like autoimmune thing and they found it and they just you know they just identified with it so hard and it's really cool to like see you guys do this and talk about it and educate people like me and steve it's like we only know a little bit and it's like although we're like siblings like we're very close siblings you know it's like there's still a lot that we don't know or don't understand and it's not because we don't care but sometimes it's just like not something that gets brought up or you guys are just so in your your daily thing of like dealing with it you know so like i sometimes i'm selfish and forget to ask you know and but it, it does make me happy to see you at a point where like you know you're comfortable with it and you are like most positively fighting the daily battle as positively as you can like you're coming out on the other side of it when it's very easy to just let it get you down yeah Yeah. i want to i want to echo that too i because this is the thing i everybody here alluded to it at some point or actually spoke to it directly this and mental health going hand in hand but the difference is that mental health has such a campaign behind it to be socially recognized accepted shared be proud of it um, where autoimmune has nothing behind it. In fact, that that's what I think what's going to be so cool about this podcast is that that's going to be that recognition for people to say there are others like me and it is worth speaking about. Um, you know, that, that day-to-day you go through in your head where it's like it's just not worth explaining to somebody why I'm behaving away or why I look away or why I have to do this. Oh, I, have to, I can't go off for a, a long car ride or I can't eat this food or I can't go do whatever this is because I need someone else to address me. It's not worth that effort to explain it 
but now it might be. You know, maybe maybe this is that first step for somebody to just say, you know what, yeah, I'm going to take the time to explain to them and just say, hey, before you make an assumption, I do have something that just because you can't see it doesn't make mean it's not real. Very similar to that mental health where now people are so sensitive to it. Maybe this is something you guys push for. I mean, for me, I'm I'm going to say I'm the first one to be guilty to say I I'll dismiss it and I I'm part I, truly I believe I'm part of the community, but I will ignore it and just say no. It's just something you got to be stronger than, but it's it's not. It is something that I'm going to be so curious to see how many people come out of the woodworks to say, you know what? Yeah, me too. I'm I'm getting my butt kicked every day, and I finally want to talk about it. You know, I'm sick of being called the ladiest uh, man alive. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. I mean, and I think Josh and I are very similar in the sense that we feel guilty too. Like we feel selfish when we start talking about what we're going through because we're so used to being there for other people. So then there's just like that. You just you don't want to become somebody else's burden. And I think we've been trying to change the narrative for each other with that, that we're not a burden. Like we're humans that need help and that have, we have people in our lives that care about us that want to help. And honestly, when I spoke, when I spoke out about this the first time, like on social media two years ago, I was floored by how many people I knew that had an autoimmune. And I was like, holy shit. And it's like, I had one friend text me. She was like, yep, literally, over here crying trying to cut sweet potatoes because my wrist hurts so bad i'm like i definitely understand that and that's what sucks too it's like sometimes i'll do something like my wrists are the one thing that like really won't give and i don't know if you guys can see it but i don't know if you guys can see like they're gone down now but they're all like they're all fluffy all my joints and she's pointing at her fingers yeah thank you brother we're we're on a podcast nobody sees your finger yeah (laughs) see that finger (laughs) We're just so into a conversation yeah, yeah. right now. Go ahead. Um, wait, I don't even know where I was going with that, but it's just... You're talking oh, about cutting sweet potatoes, your fingers being swollen. Yeah, so there's sometimes, oh. like, I'll move, and I'll accidentally, like, grab my some of my breasts or, like, push it somehow some way. I'm like... And just the pain just, like, shoots from the gut up, and you're just, you're just paralyzed with pain. Well, in terms of, like, being a burden, just to, like, touch on that and, like, maybe, like, any other siblings or people that have siblings out there, like, as your sibling, like, somebody that really cares about you, little everyday shit that I can help with is, like, no big deal. Big things that you need help with is no big deal because, like, I'm not happy until you're happy because we're a team and, like, that's just how that works. So if you're, like, scared to, like, ask somebody for something or just have that burden mentality, like, I feel like a lot of people have that for different reasons in their life. But I think when it comes to, like, family and siblings, and you know, it's totally okay to, like, let that door down because, like, me and Steve were saying, like, we both want to help, but sometimes it's, like, how do you help somebody that has an autoimmune because it's their body and their body? It's like, what do you, what do you, so it's like, if I could do something for you, like in, in person, like that's like the least I could do for you in my mind, you know? Yeah. So, right. But to be, we, go ahead, Josh. Just cause we have that desire to like be normal, you know, like you're saying, you just went out and, um, spent th- that time with those people on tour and, they had an autoimmune, but you had no idea they had an autoimmune. Um, they just, they don't even realize sometimes. Like, sometimes I'll wake up with you. You don't have anything going on with you. 
And I just think, oh, I'm kind of the same way, not realizing I have these underlying symptoms that I'm kind of just ignoring. And I, for me, it's just like I kind of don't even want to acknowledge the fact that this is happening. Let me just go out with Vana. Let's go out to the mall. Let's do this. I don't care. Like, it, it hurts, but it'll be okay. And I, so maybe that's something I have to really work on is acknowledging like, hey, we got to take a break. We got to do this. We got to, you know. Oh. And, you know, it's, like, so much more beneficial for you, too, because I saw, so my friend Alexia that I was telling you about that's kind of going through this, like, you know, trying to figure out what's going on and how to manage her symptoms, she's very vocal with her family on, like, what she needs. Like, when I lived with her, it was, like, her and her three siblings, and it was it was nice to see that type of family dynamic because I know it's the type of family dynamic a lot of people would and could have if they like felt more comfortable being vocal and I'm not saying everybody should be I'm just saying that like you know sometimes like you should say something because people don't mind and I totally get like you not maybe realizing or whatever but there are like times when you need it and like her family was just always down it's almost like how we were saying that her mental health is normalized it's like it's so normal to like call somebody and be like, hey, I just need a vent. Like I need to talk to you about something because everybody needs somebody, right? So it's like when you're going through that, I think it's like kind of the same thing. And it was really nice for me to see her family take care of her like that, and how like just an unconditional it was because like I know we're like that too. So to like see somebody like having support from their family too, it's like. Really nice. Well, here's a question for the room. So this is something, and I don't know, maybe this is something that might be more exclusive to us, T, or maybe half the community, I don't know. But so Victoria, for me, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable going out and offering that help because in my mind she she's this badass, you know, this 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 chick that grew up kicking my butt. Uh, I wouldn't. I I would almost feel like I'm insulting by trying to do something. And I, Victoria, I feel like more times than not, you'd slap me down and be like, "No, I got it." And I think that's why Mom's great because she'll go and do anything for you without asking you, and then let you. You know, I'm not gonna say berate, but like we'll beat up Mom. I don't need that help, but in the back of your mind, you're like, "I love that you're doing this. Thank you so much." At least from personally, I I would never ask for it, but I love when it's given. I don't know about you, T. Like, I remember the first time, like, you really were having a bad day. I just went down. I was like, I have no idea how to handle this. And I just told you yeah. that to your face. I just said, I don't know how to handle these emotions. So, like, whatever you need, you need to tell me because I don't know how to, to move. But, like, for you, I just feel like if I were to offer it, you'd be like, yo, just stop. I got it. Well, it's funny you say that because I was going to say um, a piece of it for me personally is, like, I kind of feel like, you know, when they take away the cars from the older people because they really shouldn't be driving them anymore. It's that independence that you were so used to having and now you don't. So then again, it's that mental game where it's like, oh, I don't have this independence anymore. I'm a prisoner to my body. I don't want to be a prisoner to my body. But I also don't like, I don't, it's just, it's this terrible round robin. So yeah, I mean, you're right. Like I, even when Alicia was here, I was like, you don't have to do that. And she's like, just let me do it. And I was like, yes, ma'am. You know, um, I'm just very stubborn that way. Um, I'm. It's only been this year that I've really started vocalizing when I need something. So, and that's, you know, I'm, I know it's hard. Like, I know it's hard for you guys because I come off like this fast. Like, I remember Christmas, I think like two years ago, you said to me, you're like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. I really thought I was doing better at that point. And you're like, you're just like super mellow. 
as, and it, it was hard it's always it's hard coming home too like sometimes I'll have anxiety about it because it's like I want to be better like I want to be the better version of myself I want to be the version of myself that everyone's so used to seeing and then it's hard when you come home and you're reminded that you're not the same or that you're you you are super mellow or that your personality maybe isn't as active as it normally is and that's what's also hard too is when you because you guys don't see me all the time so it's like yeah but you're also growing up you know what i mean like yeah i can't expect it to be the same anyway i'd rather you just come home and be like be able to do whatever you know but like let me so josh have you have you gone through any of this like where you you know you didn't want the help or you didn't feel comfortable asking for the help or like i i just feel like as similar as we are meaning like we're like the so close with relationships and we're all doofuses I just, I just hearing the stories. It's so cool how there's two things in the same category that the the walks of life that there's so many similarities, but also those differences. It's so it's it's just cool. So like Josh, for you, you know, did, do you feel like you asking for help was good, or you felt like I I don't want to ask for help. I don't like being offered the help. Like where's your mind at with that? Yeah, just going back to that, it's like such a contrast within our lives, you know, me and Victoria's lives, but at the same time, like, we have so many similar things going on with us. But, um, yeah, no, for me, I mean, from my background, I am the the male, the man of the house, you know? I grew up with my mom and my two sisters. Um, they kind of, I'm their rock. My mom's rock, my sister's rock, all the sisters. So, um, for me, when this started to happen, I didn't even know, like, if I was going to, how to deal with this like if i was gonna have to try and do it all by myself or honestly so really what it came down to is when my symptoms just started getting out of control and i just couldn't take it on anymore and i was just like you know what like my whole life is conditioned to almost kind of like you know you're kind of holding the bags for everybody going out um at the mall um i'm the guy always doing everything cooking so I, I no, yeah, I was in denial for most of the time um, going through this. Uh, even before I think I had really bad symptoms, I would just ignore things. Um, so I think that's like the, um, the underlying thing here is like you just, you're in denial until, until something comes up. Um, for, even up to now, I'm still in denial. Like when everybody comes over for Christmas or for Thanksgiving, I want to cook the whole meal, you know? I. I usually do the the stuffing, the turkey, everything. But at this point in my life, it's it's just so tough to try and just do everything that you want to do. You, there's there's no way. There's no way you want You can be that person that you once were. Um, so for me, that was kind of a shock. Um, just trying to cope with living this new life. You know. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you like one more. I don't know what you guys are looking at for like timing and pacing or whatever else, but my question is, and truly I, at this point I'm just talking to you guys because I'm like, oh, I, like this is kind of cool. Uh, so what's what's the future, right? So like obviously everything's doom and gloom. You talk about um, you know your your path and the treatments and what you have to do and pursue, but like you know for the people of this community and and you know anybody that does wind up following you, wh- how do you take Something that is so, you know, a, I guess unsure and it, it takes you mentally and physically out of the picture. How do you spin that positively? Where's Where does life go in the positive sense? How do you take this negative thing and spin it in a, a good light? And maybe that's too heavy of a question, but I mean, how do you make this positive? What What is 20 years from now? Not guaranteed. Um, I've 
stopped I stopped living in time frames and like even like the question and when you are interviewing a new employer it's like where do you see yourself in five years like bro I don't even know where I see myself in five minutes like five minutes I could not be able to walk so for me um the positive spin of it is that I live more in the moment I have to live more in the moment I can't worry about a year from now two years from now I, I can't worry about any of that because my everyday impacts what my next everyday is going to look like so for me it's forced me to like I said live more in the moment but take advantage of things when I can and you know and that's why when I'm having a good day I'm doing everything like everything I can possibly do because I don't know if tomorrow I'm, I'm not gonna be able to do those things um and then the other thing that I've had I've learned is that I can't worry about what was on my list of things to do for that day if I if I put my mind to I'm gonna get one thing done and that's the one thing I get done that day then to me, I'm, I'm still obtaining a goal, and anything past that is just bonus. So you just kind of start appreciating other people's struggles. You start appreciating life a little bit more, even though it's hard. Like, like so when you're when you're having a bad day, like it's like I'm straight, like just done. Like, don't even talk to me. Mom was joking about me doing like a red yellow thing bright yellow green thing in the morning like just send the color of like what I'm feeling that morning just so that she knows all right am I asking how you are am I not are we just like if I don't hear from you at least I know that like you're alive type of thing um because there's also guilt that like I don't reach out to friends and family that much when I'm having a bad day but honestly this week's been very overwhelming in a very good way because I've had so many people like I'm going out on short-term disability um, I finally like had, I don't want to say gave into the disease, but I've had to make it a priority to get that straight. So I'm not killing myself at work. Um, and I've had <laughs> two edible arrangements sent to me, a comfort care package and a book all from different people, coworkers, friends. And I've cried so much this week just from pure gratitude and it's so it's uncomfortable in a way because it's like I'm used to being that person for somebody else like I'm not used to being the person that's receiving those things um and like I told a bunch of people at work that I interact with on a daily basis that I'm going out and everybody just sent me like really nice things and that they're gonna miss me and if, if they don't hear from me then they're gonna start sending out a search party so it's just like I don't know it's been a, it's been a lot I'm very emotionally drained from all of it um, but it, 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 it caused me to look at my health more and make that a priority and just make living life to the fullest a priority. All right. I think it takes you into, um, turns you into a good receiver, like you're saying. Like, both of us were kind of like the helms of doing things. And, um, we're always the one giving, you know. Um, so for us to actually take the help, um, you know, take things or that people are giving us just to make us feel better because they love us so much. It's, it can be overwhelming because you're not on that end most of the time, you know? It's, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Um, but yeah. I think it's like a nice way of also being like heard in a sense, you know, where like that's someone showing you that they hear and see what, what's happening and, you know, just showing their support and, in a type of way and you know I think 
that's super it's super helpful when like somebody when you especially you're not expecting it. it's like if I was having a really hard day mentally and like somebody would like if I thought about like 20 people sending me messages of nice things in my mind I'd be like that's not gonna help me and then when it like happens it really does change around your whole day so it's really nice that you do have that support system and I think that's like the beauty of like speaking up and this podcast and everything is so that everybody can feel those feelings because you're kind of almost living without them for so long and there's like no reason you have to be so you know every like you know there's a world of love and understanding out there and everybody's you know there for everybody and I think that's been the nice part about our generation is everybody is like trying to learn about the other one and what traumas they have and how to be sensible to that person and it's really nice to kind of see things like mental health be normalized and hopefully now autoimmune like Steve was saying get normalized as well so um it's just really been informational for me and I'm actually excited for you guys to have other guests on so I can learn more about other people and what they're going through and you know so that they also can have a voice and feel seen and heard and have a little community and by you know a little bit you guys will have this big web of like different autoimmune disorders but you guys are getting through it together and I think that community is just like of so much importance of like your your positive road forward what the next couple of years are going to look like I think you know what Steve was trying to get at but I like what you said Tori about like living in the moment because I think that is the most important thing is because if you live by timetables you're just going to constrict yourself to that but this is something that um it doesn't require that and it, you know it, it I think it almost slows it does, you down because I was doing that I had set a goal for myself over two years ago that I would be back, like, my wrist would be not swollen anymore. Two years. Over two years has passed since I first had my setback. And that's when I was like, I need to stop doing that because I'm not serving myself well at this point. I just need to take things as they come. And as long as we have a game plan. But, you know, you have you have to be an advocate for yourself. Right? Like, now I'm definitely surrounded with great doctors. Like, I'm very grateful. But it took me five years to get there so but also just like listening to your body too you know I think that's an important thing too is like nobody knows your body mm-hmm. better than yourself so just listen my physical to your therapist body. said that to Something's me the awesome. other day and I was like oh, thank you for saying that I've been gaslighted far too many times I think that's what's going to be kind of cool about this is I feel like typically whatever this will attract you know the friends you know or people in the community but What's going to be interesting is the people that ignore symptoms. Oh, that's just a thing this one time. Oh, and I have this one other thing. But then when you look at those seven things that pop up and you go, oh, well, this guy, you know, a guest, future guest X, you know, I guess DMX, his ghost, rest in peace, comes on and he just says, hey, you know, I have these six things going on. They go, hey, I had those six things. Maybe I also have DMX's uh, rest in peace uh, autoimmune system issue. So... He's over now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that's what's going to be cool. Dang it. I got to stop with the funnies. Uh, I think it's going to be cool that you guys, you're going to, you're going to reach somebody that is ignoring something 
And they're going to be like, oh, shoot. And they're going to be able to pursue it and hopefully have a path from somebody else that did it before so they don't have to do the guessing game from Dr. Doink, who's like, yeah, definitely take birth control. I'm like, I'm, I don't need it. I'm a dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Never stop the funny, Steve, because like you said before, that's your way of helping, like, your indirect way of helping Tori get through this, you know, and, like, Josh and, and me and, you know, I mean, I don't have an autoimmune disorder, but you make me forget about whatever's going on in the day. So yeah, don't, don't stop the funny stuff. It, it's honestly better don't than being so serious all the time. Like, I remember you called a lot of me. Hashtag. Um, I remember you called me whenever it was <laughs> at this point a couple months ago, it seems like. And you just asked me, are you okay? floodgates <laughs> opened and you're like oh no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know that's yeah. how we deal with things is humor but we do that's pretty blows. much the only thing maybe it's not healthy <laughs> there's a level there's there's like anything else well, if you just have to connect reality as long as like you're still in reality Humor is fine, yeah. I think, and you know it's not like y'all are living. I don't know. I got two yeses, and I got a Josh who's shifting in his chair uncomfortably. Yeah. Is, no, is it acceptable? Sometimes. Flash again. Yeah, about to get him ready to do that again. You know. No, but um, no. Humor is a big thing for me too. Like I'm the one running around the house making jokes with my mom, especially right, right, like right after something big happened. If there's like a tense situation or. I'm the guy to break up the, the energy most of the time, you know? You know, Josh taught me that, and I seriously think it's, like, the best trick he ever taught me is because I used to do little shit to, like, piss off my mom all the time. And, like, or, or like, I wasn't trying to piss her off and she'd get <laughs> mad at me for something. And I'm like, damn, this shit again? And then Josh is like, just laugh. As soon as she gets mad for something, just start laughing. And I started doing it, and I could get a little bloody murder now. <laughs> I'm gonna try that with my boss. It's like, what you gonna do? It's like one big joke. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow us on Instagram at You're So Young. Until next time, be sure to take care of yourselves and each other. <laughs>